The warm air, the sounds of baseball, it's got you thinking about hitting the road. And no matter where your adventures take you, Subaru of Gwinnett has a vehicle to get you there safely and in style. Like the 2024 Subaru Outback, sporting standard symmetrical all-wheel drive and up to 32 miles per gallon. Or the 2024 Subaru Forester, the SUV with a spacious and comfortable interior for everyone you want to bring along. Start your shopping online at SubaruofGwinnett.com, then come see us for a test drive on Satellite Boulevard in Duluth. And now, it's time for a Deep South legend that's been keeping it real here in Atlanta for over two decades. It's the Buck Baloo Show, only on The Fan. From 680 The Fan Studios in the Battery Atlanta, it's the Buck Baloo Show. Here on The Fan, 680 and 93.7. Gang's all here, DT back in. But he looks like Huskies running back Dylan Johnson walking around with a boot on his foot. Road Dog Gillespie in the house, he's ready to go. As we start the show here on this Wednesday, January the 3rd, hopefully... Things are going well for you. Uh, traffic picking up a little bit. A little easier to get down to work. And I would assume that will change probably starting tomorrow. DT, what happened to the foot, man? Playing some backyard football, got it wrapped up. Oh, yeah, we'll say that. No, just uh, tripped on a curb like an idiot. So, yeah, I appreciate Tripped it. on a curb. Yeah. You were hammered. But, yeah, we'll say no. Yeah, we were playing, uh, yeah, we were playing football, sure. Yeah, that's what it is. Stick to something like that. So we got a lot to get to. Mort coming up here in a little bit. Uh, some really good NFL topics we're going to hit today. Got some Falcons talk. They've got some options moving forward. If you're looking for the Falcons in the playoff talk, you might want to listen to another show. I'm sure there's a lot of that going on out there. We're going to stick to looking forward with our Atlanta Falcons. College football talk and ready for that national championship game coming up Monday night. Michigan and Washington. Who would have thought it? Got some thoughts on that Yeah, one? I can't wait to hear more of your thoughts on that game, honestly. Got some college football news and notes we're going to hit during the show today. Right now, we're going to get it started with the big take. Bucks Big Take. Georgia fans knew this news was going to drop. And it did. It did last night. Brock Bowers has declared for the upcoming NFL draft, and it's the right move. Right now, Pro Football Focus has Bowers rated as the sixth best player in the draft, number six. Even though he's a tight end, you know the tight ends get downgraded because of the position they play. Brock is projected as a top 10 selection in the draft in spite of being a tight end. Let's say the Los Angeles Chargers take Bowers at number eight. Now, that would be a great fit for Brock. He's a Californian. And the Chargers have that big-time quarterback in Justin Herbert that could get him the football. Now, last year, Bajon Robinson, remember this, went to the Falcons in that eight spot. And Bajan cashed in with a four-year deal worth $22 million guaranteed, and that came along with a $13 million signing bonus. So, yes, yeah, time to go pro. After three glorious years at Georgia that included two national championships, a Georgia single-season receiving record of 13 touchdowns. Bowers, for his career, had over 2,500 yards, 175 receptions, and 31 total touchdowns. In a word, Brock was awesome. So awesome that he joins David Pollock and Herschel Walker as three-time All-Americans. Now, the hope here is this. Bowers ends up with a quality organization that will feature his high-level skills as a receiver. 
Now, the uh, Commanders, Washington needs a big-time tight end option. The Commanders right now draft number four. I mentioned earlier the Chargers at number eight. Another destination. Our boy Ice Cold Stu has been asking me for a few months about Brock Bowers and how he might fit. And I said, he'll fit on pretty much any NFL team. Yeah, I doubt they're going to take him at four, though. You'd be happy to have him. Oh, I thought thought that was back at eight you were talking about the commander. No, that's the Chargers. Ah, okay, got it. And look out for the Bengals, who could move up from 23 to the top 10 to secure another weapon for Joe Burrow. I'm sure Joe Burrow would love to have Bowers to throw the ball to. But, hey, don't look for the Falcons to get him. They have never, in almost 60 years, have never taken a Georgia player in the first round. Or the second round, for that matter. Anyway, Brock Bowers has taken his talents to the NFL, where he should flourish in a pass-happy system. And he leaves Athens as one of Georgia's best and most popular players ever. Big Take brought to you by Daco Systems Heating and Air. Contact locally owned and operated Daco Systems at dacosystems.com. Keeping Atlanta comfortable, one home at a time. And there's your big take as we get the show started today. It just uh, We all knew this news was coming down, and it came down last night. And with an Instagram post, boy, times have changed. And did, didn't you already know this the way it was going to go down with Bowers? Shy with the media? Not anxious to get in front of the cameras or in front of the microphone. Road Dog, uh, did we ever get Bowers on uh, during those interviews we had during the week? We got him one time, uh, and he was, like you said, he's just kind of, I don't know if I would say shy, but he just doesn't, not a very outgoing personality when it comes to the media. Yeah, and that's okay. Hey, we're all different. We're all different, but he's going to flourish in the NFL. Flourish, man. Big receiver is what he is. They're going to flex him out. He can uh, play any position all over the X receiver, Z receiver, slot receiver, flex the tight end. Heck, line him up in the backfield. Let him run routes out of the running back spot. This guy can do it all. And really emerged as a legitimate blocker. Not that you would ask him to do a lot of that in the NFL. Bowers... Going to make a chunk of change and should flourish as a NFL big receiver, I'm going to call him. He's not an inline tight end like Arthur Smith would like to deploy him as. Just saying. Speaking of the Falcons, man, let's talk a little Falcons football here on the show. The Dirty Birds are in our blood. And guys like Buck know what's happening in the huddle. Let's dive into Falcons football on the fan. Falcons quarterback options moving forward. I want to go ahead and hit this right now. I'm not going to hit the Falcons making the playoffs. We did that yesterday, DT, so you missed that. Does it sound something like that, Buck? Well, they would. Uh, Falcons would have to win on Sunday, and then the Buccaneers would have to lose to the two to and the Charlotte Panthers. Panthers who have already packed it in for the season. <laughs> they look good against the Falcons a couple weeks ago. So it's not going to happen. So let's go ahead and look ahead. Falcons obviously need a quarterback. You're not going to stick, uh, stick with Desmond Ritter. Taylor Heineke, you're not going to go with him moving forward either. And looking at the draft, the Falcons looking like they could have a top 10 pick. And this would be the best year over the last four years for the Falcons to get into the first round in the top 10 and draft a legitimate pro, uh, pro prospect at the quarterback position. So it's a great time to be in the market for a young quarterback. Caleb Williams and Drake May, they're going to go one and two in the draft. So I'm just going to go ahead and say the Falcons are out of reach for Caleb Williams and Drake May. Go ahead and cross them off the list. They'll be gone by the time the Falcons select. Gone. And forget about this Russell Wilson thing, please. Didn't I hear the locker room talking about this this morning? Are you kidding me? 
The guy's 35 years old, played his best football already. He's damaged between the years. Sean Payton did a, a lot of that. He's high maintenance, too. Wants his own quarterback coach, strength and conditioning guy, picks him up on the way to work. And, you know, Sean Payton did, him, did not let him do that. So, yeah, high maintenance, don't want that. Don't want Russ Wilson. And I don't know why you would want him either. So get rid of that idea. And uh, they got three prospects right now. Falcons right now, I believe, would pick number 10 in the first round. Number 10. And number one on the list is LSU quarterback Jaden Daniels, the Heisman Trophy winner. Dynamic skill set. He's electric out of the pocket. He has totally improved inside the pocket since his days at Arizona State. He's really progressed at LSU with his decision-making inside the pocket, processing information inside the pocket, like uh, what coverage are they in, who should be the top priority as far as getting the football to. His awareness in the pocket has improved. Now, the negativity out there, you're going to hear about how he's skinny. And he is. He does look like a blade of grass when he turns sideways. Negative, negative, negative. And I do believe he's got to get better at protecting, protecting himself when he's outside the pocket. Avoid the big hit. Get down. Protect yourself. He's got to do a better job of that. And then you'll hear, too, that there's a little concern. He's got a good arm, and he throws that deep ball as well as any of these quarterbacks. Can drop it in the bucket. But as far as velocity in the intermediate zones, in those tight windows, there's a little concern about that at the NFL level. He's played a ton of football. He's won over two teams already. They loved him at Arizona State. They loved him at LSU. Highly respected by his teammates, coaching staff. No concerns going on there. I think he would be the second coming of Michael Vick. Remember how excited this fan base got when the Falcons took Vick? Man, this town was on fire. Sort of the same thing with Jaden Daniels. Same sort of skill set. A little bit better passer and a guy the entering his NFL career, processing information inside the pocket. A little further ahead than Michael Vick was. All right, option number two. For the Falcons at quarterback moving forward, looking at the 24 draft, would be the Huskies quarterback Michael Penix Jr., 6'3", 215 pounds, live, big arm, a guy that can throw it with velocity into those tight windows and in the intermediate zones. So impressed with the catchable ball that he throws, too. Perfect spiral every single time he spins it. And as a former quarterback, totally love that about him. Here's a guy inside the pocket that processes information quickly. He knows what coverage he's dealing with. He knows the progression and how to get through the progression quickly. He's got outstanding A-plus pocket awareness. And you saw that in the semifinal game against Texas. There was constant pressure in the pocket. He would move. He would shift. He would move around in the pocket. Boom, the ball's out of there. Tough to sack. Negative on Penix, he's got an injury history. And I'm sure some of these organizations are going to wave the red flag on that. But I think that would help the Falcons. You would have less teams interested in getting Penix. And look, it's a physical game. I mean, do you not think any of these guys are not going to get hurt? Seriously. And he's got a ton of experience, too. Same deal with Daniels. Played at multiple locations. Started at, what, Indiana, went to Washington. He's won two teams over. They love him. Highly respected by his teammates and the coaching staff. He's played a ton of football. 
Penix. We got Mel Kuyper Jr. Let's hear from Mel. He's saying that Penix, with all this end-of-the-season publicity and the way he's performing, could move from the middle of the first round into the top five. When the guys play as well as these kids are in the biggest games, on the biggest stage like Penix and McCarthy did, that's why they are going to elevate. And if, if Penix plays well again next week against this really good Michigan defense, we may be at the end of the day, late April, talking about a top five to ten pick overall. Yeah, number three on my list, I had J.J. McCarthy. Then I saw him play again in the playoffs, and I've downgraded him. And I would have Bo Nix, number three on the list. Athletic. Big arm, does a really good job of layering throws into the zones. You know, the question on Bo is going to be processing the information in the pocket. Has not done a lot of that. You know, as a scrambler at Auburn and at Oregon, their scheme, their system, ran a lot of RPOs, a lot of screens. So really did not stand in the pocket and go through progressions like a pro quarterback would in an NFL scheme, has not done any of that. So there'll be some questions about Bo as it relates to that, processing information in the pocket. Experience, though, he's played a ton of football. He's got to be about, what, 28 years old at this point? Seems like anyway. Falcons with an excellent shot of getting Jaden Daniels and Michael Penix Jr. And that excites me. How about you? All right, on the other side, Chris Mortensen will join us. I've got some big-time NFL questions to throw at Mort. We'll jump into some of the college football news out there. You got the Blue Show here on The Fan, 680 and 93.7. The warm air, the sounds of baseball, it's got you thinking about hitting the road. And no matter where your adventures take you, Subaru of Gwinnett has a vehicle to get you there safely and in style. Like the 2024 Subaru Outback, sporting standard symmetrical all-wheel drive and up to 32 miles per gallon. Or the 2024 Subaru Forester, the SUV with a spacious and comfortable interior for everyone you want to bring along. Start your shopping online at SubaruofGwinnett.com, then come see us for a test drive on Satellite Boulevard in Duluth. Support for Extra 106.3 comes from Natural Body Spa and Skin Remedy, celebrating their 35th anniversary and offering gift cards in-store and online. You can discover Mother's Day and anniversary presents online at Natural Body Spa and Skin Remedy at naturalbody.com. Here on 680, Atlanta Sports Station, the college football voice of the South, home of the Braves, home of the Georgia Tech Yellow Jackets, and the sports talk home of the Georgia Bulldogs. Talk a little Georgia Bulldogs uh, coming up here in a few moments. As I'm sure Kirby Smart and his coaching staff scouring over the transfer portal. Looking for help at certain positions. We'll talk about it coming up in a few moments. Right now, though, we're uh, getting ready to have Mort on, talk a little NFL football. The best NFL insider in the business is only on the fan. This is ESPN's NFL insider, Chris Mortensen. Mort, happy new year, man. We made it to 24, brother. Did we? Yeah, we made it. <laughs> Yes, yes, we did. The big gift for me, I can tell you that. Yeah, we're proud of you, man. You're strong, strong, Mort. What about uh, the Bears, Mort? I, I keep getting asked this at the grocery store. Uh, what are the Bears going to do with that number one pick? And it's a big deal down here because everybody knows about Justin Fields. Bears going to yeah. keep him, uh, maybe take Marvin Harrison up top, or they're going to trade Fields and, and go with Caleb Williams. If I had asked, if you had asked me that question four weeks ago, I would say they're trading fields and they're going to take Caleb Williams uh, or, or you know, Drake whoever May. quarterback they wanted to. Yeah. And, and uh, but to me, I, I, the game he played against the Falcons was terrific. He's, he's put together some games. They're winning. 
Uh, all of a sudden, you know, when you were talking about get a head coach getting fired, uh, you know, if you're the uh, Ryan Poles, the general manager of the Bears, you're sitting there saying, boy, number one, I can I can get a lot of picks and maybe even just move down the two to take Marvin Harrison Jr. I, I don't see, if you keep Fields, let me just say, if you keep Fields, you got to take Marvin Harrison Jr. Yeah. Yeah, he's clearly looking like outside the quarterbacks, the uh, top-rated or, or top, uh, ten most talented player coming into the draft. Yeah, but, but but yeah, and if you decide to let Justin Fields go, I I think he would need a stinker game this weekend to kind of have some of that Barry crowd turn against him a little bit. But uh, but uh, I I know this much: they were not sold on Fields to start the season. They've had some questions, but he seems to have steadied himself. And uh, listen, I, I can remember back when they came out. Uh, you know, I had I had one personnel guy who does really well with quarterbacks, who said, if he comes along at the best pace, he goes, he has a chance to be as good as Trevor Lawrence in three to four years. They're different players, but it's, it's not that far off right now. Uh, I mean, you still would have t- taken Trevor Lawrence. There's no doubt about that. Uh, now, as it pertains to the Falcons, let me ask you this. So they're they're sitting at, what, number nine right now in the draft? Yeah, yeah, nine or ten, somewhere in there. So you've got to get a quarterback. No doubt. So you, so you've got to figure out a way to go to one, two, or three. Oh, really? Because, well, I, I, unless you're okay with Michael Penix, who's I think nobody's even talking about him as a first-round pick. Yeah, I love Penix, by the way. The way he maneuvers that pocket, the way he can spin it. And I know there's a red flag about the injury history, but good Lord, it's football. All these guys are going to get hurt at some point in time. I love Penix in it. My first choice would be Jaden Daniels. Yeah, and so Jaden Daniels right now, you're thinking, okay, he's probably going to, some people have projected for number three or four. But, you know, if you need a quarterback, I once had an executive, very experienced, says, when you, when you need a quarterback, you just go get them. Yeah. In other words, you pay the price. So you just go get one of the guy, one of those guys. And, and then you evaluate Penix, because Penix has been healthy really for two years. Yeah. And, and I've seen, we've seen running backs like Willis McGahee and Frank Gore suffer you know, uh, multiple ACL injuries and go on and have lengthy, productive careers. And uh, I don't know, the way he threw the ball the other night, uh, he'd be tough for me to pass up on. I'm telling you, man. I'm looking at these other organizations that are quarterback-obsessed, too, like uh, Las Vegas. Uh, I think the Raiders sit there somewhere around 12 right now. They... Uh, they would obviously have to move up to get their guy Tampa at 19, uh, Minneapolis at 20. Uh, those teams would obviously have to move up in front of the Falcons to take a guy. More, what about the Giants? Are they interested in a quarterback at six? I don't think the Buccaneers are going to pass on for Mayfield, by the way. But Okay. Uh, the Giants at six, uh, yeah, they are definitely in the – they definitely will look at a quarterback. Yeah, so the Falcons may have to get, move up there to, to get the guy they want. But it's so much easier to get to the three, four, five, maybe, than it is to get up there one or two. Yeah, I, I mean, I, I, I'd want to get the three at least. And that way, you know, because the bear, Marvin Harrison is going to get taken, it would seem to be in the top three, and maybe it'll be four. Yeah. But, but uh, I, I think you have to get to, to three at least. More. what about Russell Wilson? Uh, the, the early morning show here at the fan talking about the Falcons uh, may be interested in Russell Wilson. I say no. Absolutely not. No way. What? Yeah, first of all, there's no way. People are just looking at teams that need quarterbacks 
and, and just automatic slotting them in. Now, you know, technically Wilson can give the Falcons a, a financial discount because he's getting his money, so he can sign for the veteran minimum if he wanted to. But to me, the issues go beyond that. You you don't necessarily know that he's going to solve your problems. Yeah, I saw where Tannenbaum last week was talking about the Falcons may be a team interested in Russell Wilson. I, I just fell uh, off the couch I, when I heard I, that. I might, have te- I, might have, I might have texted Mike on that one. <laughs> More, what about the Chargers uh, as far as the head coaching search goes? Uh, Staley's out. Saw where Joe Cena Anderson with CBS was saying Eric Bieniemy was was one of the coaches they'll be looking at there in San Diego. I mean, this is huge for Justin Herbert. If I was him, man, I'd be on pins and needles right now, uh, just hoping and praying they were going to get a legitimate head coach in there. What do you think is going to happen surprised. there? I will be surprised if their head coach is not Jim Harbaugh. Makes sense. I'm expecting him to Makes jump. Yeah, yeah, I mean, well, first of all, people, I mean, Harbaugh and his wife love California. I mean, he started his coaching career at UC San Diego. Then he went to Stanford. Uh, and, and, and and he's, even before we got to this point, when he was talking about, you know, quarterback said he loves in the NFL. I'm talking about going back before all this talk started. One guy he mentioned was Justin Herbert. He just hired Don Yee, uh, you know, an L.A. agent who's quite good. And uh, I will be, I, I, I say surprised. I mean, I'd be really surprised if Jim Harbaugh is not the guy. Yeah, that makes sense. Uh, connecting the dots, it sure looks like that would be a good landing spot for him. What about Bill Belichick? Well, you know, he's interesting. Uh, it, like, I watched your game against the Bills uh, on repeat. And when you watch the game, you sit there and say, you can't tell me he, he can't coach. I mean, he's a good coach. He's a great coach. He hadn't lost I mean, it. Yeah. He hasn't lost it. Now, what he did lose, he, when you go back to the line, of uh, people, personnel people, he's lost He's lost a lot of good, good personnel people. So that's, to me, where the weakness has been. I mean, I, so, yeah, I I don't know what's going to happen there. Uh, you know, it just, it had, it, it had a feel earlier that they're parting ways. I think they were at that point. We'll see. He wants but to coach, got, though. Yeah, I, I, there's no indication he does not want to coach. Uh, you know, so I, I don't, you know, we'll, we'll, is a team like the Commanders? It's got to be a place you've got to have a quarterback because he's going to want to compete. Yeah. More, what, what is your instincts telling you about Nick Saban? Uh, will he be back? Do you think this is a time to jump off for him, retire? What do you... What are you thinking about Nick Saban right now? Yeah, I, I, I haven't given a lot of thought, but, you know, every once in a while somebody say, say uh, you know, uh, coaches on staff think that this, this is the year Saban walks away. I've heard it last three years, though. It hasn't happened yet. We, we know he's not happy with the state of college athletics, not just with the transfer portal, but... Yeah. The mess that it is, and it is a mess, no doubt. Uh, I don't see a guy that's tired of coaching. I see a guy tired of all the other stuff. And of course, being a head coach is so much different than being a, a coordinator or an assistant coach. And uh, I, I just, I don't know. I mean, I really don't. It's just he definitely would could do TV. He's done it for us. Uh, we expect him. I mean. He he certainly have a shot at that, but will that really satisfy him? He's in good health, so I'm expecting him to coach. 
Mort, uh, Happy New Year, and uh, looking forward to having you on next week. We'll uh, continue to kick this NFL thing around through the Super Bowl, brother. We'll, we'll have plenty to talk about. Thanks for the insight. Chris Mortensen right, joining us on the Hobson & Hobson Newsmaker Line here on 680 The Fan. Got a lot of college football news out there. Let's hit on some of it. These Alabama fans, they're wanting Nick Saban to fire Tommy Reese. And it's not just because of that final play of the game. I thought the play call was off. was just awful. Awful. The snap was bad. Threw off the timing of the play. Really messed it up for Milrow. Not able to get to the gap that he was supposed to get to. But just an awful play call, in my opinion. I never really understood a play near the goal line where you put the quarterback in the shotgun. I never understood that. Still don't. Let's put him further away from the goal line. Just makes no sense to me. Reese, though, when you look at the overall performance of the Alabama offense, it was terrible. Three for 13 on third down. 288 total yards. 116 passing yards. And I thought he really made Jalen Milrow look terrible in the game. A lot of people uh, trash in Milrow now, but I'm not one of them. I think it was the the scheme, the play calling. Had Michigan getting all this pressure, sacking Milrow back in the pocket. And when you looked at the receivers running downfield, they were all covered, and they were running intermediate to deep down the field. Had no options quick over the middle of the field where a lot of those blitzes were coming from. Terrible design by Reese. I'm with these Alabama fans that would want him gone. Gone. Off that performance. Tennessee fans, man, you should be upbeat. How about your new quarterback? Looked impressive. Nico with four touchdowns against against Iowa in that game. 12 for 19, 150 yards and a touchdown. Ran for three touchdowns. Looks like the Vols are going to be in really good shape at quarterback next season. Josh Heupel really happy about that. Nico looks like a big-time player. And they might be able to lure that Evan Stewart to Knoxville, Texas A&M's big-time receiver. He's in the transfer portal. Dude caught 91 catches for the Aggies last season. You know he wants to get out of there. But uh, Nico, I'm sold on Nico, Tennessee volunteer quarterback. He looks like a player. Speaking of good quarterback play, LSU set too. Jaden Daniels moving on. They're going to turn it over to Garrett Nussmeyer, and they absolutely get blown out of that bowl game against Wisconsin without Garrett Nussmeyer in control of that offense. Threw for 400 yards, 31 of 45. Three touchdowns. He rallied them the entire game. Down 14 in the second half, brought them back. Georgia fans remember the job he did. In the SEC title game a couple years ago, stepping in and throwing uh, for a lot of yards. Nussmeyer looks like the real deal to me. He'll be one of the better performing quarterbacks in the SEC next season. But I'll tell you what, Coach Kelly, but get to work on that defense. That, that LSU defense, that's the worst defense I've seen all season. They couldn't cover. They couldn't tackle. They couldn't rush. Giving up close to 30 points a game. Yeah, they're, they're good at quarterback, but my goodness, Coach Kelly, you better get to work on that defense, brother. Terrible. Ohio State looking to add a quarterback in the portal. Trying to get DJU over there, but it looks like DJU is going to end up in Tallahassee. Understand Ohio State's looking to bring in uh, Kansas State quarterback Will Howard. Had a pretty good Wildcats this past year frame good arm he can move around a little bit really good football iq buckeyes need a short-term fix will howard would provide that i bet i bet that uh, tough coach at ohio state's 
working on Will Howard big time to get him in, get him into Columbus. And hey, last check, we make a big deal of this every year, it seems like. People all over the place, the first thing they want to do is, is look at the SEC bowl record. How did the SEC do? And there are a lot of folks outside the deep south that want to see the SEC lose. SEC 5-3 and three in the bowl games. Against the Big Ten competition, SEC 4-2. and two. Take that, Big Ten. Missouri just kicking Ohio State's butt. I really enjoyed that one. Maryland beat Auburn. Who didn't know that? 680 could have beat Auburn if it wasn't at Jordan-Hare. Michigan beat Alabama, obviously. Terrible job by Tommy Reese. And uh, Coach Steele, too. They didn't know who to cover. Uh, LSU just uh, riding Nussmeyer to that win over Wisconsin. You had Tennessee... Trying to pile it on against Iowa. A little controversy surrounding that. The Vols and Heupel trying to score with time running out. Wanted it to be 42 to nothing. And then Ole Miss laying the hammer down on Penn State. Five and three bowl record for the SEC. Four and two head-to-head against the Big Ten. So I enjoyed most of that. Being an SEC guy. Seems like a lot of the Georgia fans wanted Alabama just to get thumped against Michigan. I caught a little static, too, because seemingly uh, people were interpreting I was pulling for Alabama to win the game. I wasn't so much pulling for Alabama as much as I find it extremely difficult to cheer for Michigan at this point. So, Yeah, because they're cheating. That's a big part of it, Buck, yep. Yeah. Tell you, they got a good football They're team. They're lying though. about everything else, too, by the they way. They got a good football team, and they I was really bragging do. on their offensive coordinator yesterday. I thought his offensive coordinator, Sharon Moore, did the best uh, assistant job that I saw during the bowl season. Okay, yeah. All that shifting pre-snap had totally Alabama secondary confused on who to cover. Really good job. And then he filled in with, Har- with Harbaugh suspended twice during the season. So, yeah, that uh, offensive coordinator for Michigan doing a great, great job. Let's see, uh, 10 10-4. Hey, it's time for the roundtable. The fan is proud to be the official sports talk station of the dogs. And it's time for Bulldog Roundtable with Buck Galoo. 25-20, far sideline, 15-10-5. Get in there. Touchdown. Bulldog Roundtable is proudly presented by Georgia's own credit union, Georgia Pack and Load, Finley Roofing, and by attorney Ken Nugent. And that's going to be the ball game. Georgia will win this ball game. Only on the fan, 680 and 93.7 FM. And uh, speaking about young players not knowing who to cover in the secondary, Woke up this morning a little concerned about the 2024 Bulldog secondary. And who are they going to know who to cover? Because it looks like they're going to have to go young in the upcoming season. Kamari Lasseter exiting early for the NFL. Tremendous cornerback. No concern with him on the field over the last two years as a starter. Lasseter, one of the best corners I saw play the game this year. Wishing him well at the NFL level. And then with all the focus on Brock Bowers, the news coming down last night with his Instagram post. Overlooked was the fact that Julian Humphrey has decided to enter the transfer portal also. Got a lot of playing time. Opposite Lassiter as a, uh, a young cornerback this past season. And played a lot in the bowl game down at the Orange Bowl. Julian Humphrey's moving on. So let's take a quick look at the Bulldogs secondary coming back. Well, you got Malachi Starks. He'll be a preseason All-American player at safety. Feeling good about that. Big-time player at Starks. Dalen Everett at cornerback, he got a ton of playing time this year and held up really good. So you've got one returning experienced cornerback in Everett, at least on one of these boundary corners. So you got Starks and Everett. Beyond that, a lot of holes to fill in that Bulldog secondary. Guess K.J. Bolden. 
We saw Malachi. We saw Malachi able to plug and play. Just Malachi Starks started his first game as a. uh, as a freshman, so maybe we could see. I mean, they're two different players. It's not an easy yeah, thing. Yeah, you know, it's like Stark. We've seen it happen. Played immediately, and you know, you found out he was a big time player in the first game with that miraculous interception that he had. Yeah, I was pretty excited about that. One. But you know, here's the problem: you're not asking one young defensive back to step in and play ball. Georgia, looking right now, that they would have to do it with three spots in the secondary. How much are they going to be leaning on Malachi Stark? So let's say year? KJ Bolden would be able to claim, say, uh, the strong safety spot. But now you've got to replace one of the other boundary corner spots. Is that going to be Ellis Robinson? He was the top-rated cornerback in this recruiting class that George is putting together right now. He signed in December. Could it be that now he's going to have to step in and play immediately? But then you've got the nickel cornerback spot, Tyke Smith, who's going to replace him. you got to fill that void. I'm just going to say right now that Kirby Smart and Will Muschamp are busy scouring the transfer portal, looking at experienced defensive backs that are looking for a fresh start. Because you can't fill all these holes in this Bulldog secondary with all freshmen coming into play. That would be a dangerous situation. So keep an eye on that as Georgia looks to add players in the transfer portal. Wanted to mention this before we moved on and saw Feinbaum and they had they had Greg Sankey, the SEC commissioner on the Feinbaum show. And they were talking about Georgia not getting in the playoffs. Hit on that topic a little bit. And I'm proud of the fact that Feinbaum would actually ask about that because the SEC crew totally avoiding that conversation. But I uh, I was really thrown by this uh, Commissioner Greg Sankey telling Feinbaum that he instructed Georgia not to criticize the college football playoff committee when the decision came down that Georgia would be the first team to fall from one to out of the playoffs with a loss on championship weekend. That Greg Sankey told the University of Georgia, the athletic director and Kirby Smart, to stand down, to not criticize the process. even though Greg Sankey believed that Georgia was one of the top four teams. He didn't want to point fingers. He did not want Brooks and Smart to inflame the situation. And then the caveat he threw out there was because that they had agreed to this format, to this system, and did not want them criticizing that. I tell you what, man. Sankey also demanded that Georgia not play Oklahoma this year, and it made Georgia look bad. I would have a hard time doing exactly what Greg Sankey wanted me to do. Not criticize the decision by the college football playoff committee? I tell you what. Brooks and Smart, they're better people than I am. I would have slammed them. That's what I would have done. In fact, I did it here on the show. All right, coming back last, man, we're going to talk about the national championship game. Stick around for that. You got the Baloo Show here on the fan, 680 and 93.7. The warm air, the sounds of baseball, it's got you thinking about hitting the road. And no matter where your adventures take you, Subaru of Gwinnett has a vehicle to get you there safely and in style. Like the 2024 Subaru Outback, sporting standard symmetrical all-wheel drive and up to 32 miles per gallon. Or the 2024 Subaru Forester, the SUV with a spacious and comfortable interior for everyone you want to bring along. Start your shopping online at SubaruofGwinnett.com, then come see us for a test drive on Satellite Boulevard in Duluth. Support for Extra 106.3 comes from Natural Body Spa and Skin Remedy, celebrating their 35th anniversary and offering gift cards in-store and online. You can discover Mother's Day and anniversary presents online at Natural Body Spa and Skin Remedy at naturalbody.com.
He does sing like a jerk, though, doesn't he, Buck? Huh? He sure does. Buck Blue Show here on the fan. Keeping it real. For over two decades now. Good to have DT back in. He looks like Dylan Johnson, though, walking around. The Huskies running back. Who's got some foot injury problems. Well, he's going to be good to go, right, Buck? We'll be good to go. It's well, fun. you showed up and went to work today, even though you were hobbling around. Ready, ready to roll, Dude, Buck. it's going to be tough for you to turn on that driver, hitting that golf ball. That was, that's the main concern, obviously. It's going to be yeah, a few weeks. Yeah, with a foot in the boot, yeah. man. I'd, you still might have to just try to put it in play. I'll try to work on the short game while we can, you know? Yeah. All right, we got the college football national title game coming up Monday night. And we got some things popping around that one. Let's find out what's poppin'. Poppin' brought to you by your locally owned and operated Ace Hardware. Find your neighborhood store at acehardware.com. So the Natty coming up Monday night, Michigan and Washington. Michigan, a four and a half point favorite in the game. Washington, if they can keep it close, though. Uh, by the way, Washington, 5-0 and oh as the underdog this season. And they've won a lot of close games. They've won nine games that have ended up being uh, the deficit of uh, seven points, one-score games. They've won nine of those games, 9-0 and in close games this year. So they keep it close. Look out. And Dylan Johnson, as I was talking about the Huskies running back, he re-injured his foot with one minute left in the game in the semifinal game against Texas. Had two touchdowns in that game. One minute left. Ran it up the middle for no game. One of those big defensive linemen fell on that foot. And he had x-rays post-game. They turned out to be negative. Ryan Grubb, the offensive coordinator for Washington, saying that he expects Dylan Johnson to play on Monday night. Now, this thing's been bothering him all season. He's played with foot pain, most of the uh, entire regular season, and he's been able to do it with painkillers. So uh, you got to guess he's going to try to give it a go on Monday night. You know, just your teammates looking over in your direction, and you know what they're thinking. Is he going to give it a go? Can Dylan play? Got to make you want to go take those painkillers, right, and get that thing taped up tight. He's been a big factor in their success this year. So, looking at that, that'll be a, a big part of the game, whether Dylan can be in, be a factor or not. You know, I was looking at some of the matchups yesterday, researching uh, for the rest of the shows this week, and one of the biggest matchup advantages for Michigan will be in the interior of the line of scrimmage when Michigan's on defense and when Penix is on the field for the Huskies. Um, notice that, that Washington's center, really young guy, he's a freshman, redshirt freshman. Parker Brailsford is his name. He wears number 72. And my first thought watching him against Texas, against their uh, big-time interior defensive tackle, was that, man, he's... He's totally undersized. They list him at 6'2", 275. And he looks smaller than that. And Michigan uh, interior defensive lineman, you may have noticed number 55 against Alabama. He was blowing it up in there against the tight inside. Uh, Mason Graham is his name, 6'3", 335 pounds after a big breakfast. So that looks like a matchup advantage that will tilt Michigan's way. They better give that Washington center a little help from those guards. I'm just saying. And that's what's popping. Get ready for the natty coming up Monday night. And that'll lead us right into the final word today. Time for the final word. Brought to you by Howard Brothers. Keeping Georgia green since 1955. Did you see Aaron Rodgers on that McAfee show yesterday? I was blown away. Rodgers, they were talking about the Super Bowl and the Super Bowl logo. 
And Rodgers, who was out this year with that Achilles tear, mentioned that he hoped that next year the Super Bowl logo would, inc would include the color green because he plays for the Jets. And I was wondering, where is this going? Well, here's where it went. Did you know that in the previous two years, the Super Bowl featured teams, their colors were included in the Super Bowl logo. So two years ago, yellow and orange were featured in the Super Bowl logo. Well, guess what? The Rams and the Bengals played in the Super Bowl. Now, these things are decided way before the Super Bowl. Last year, red and green were colors used in the Super Bowl logo. Well, the Chiefs and the Eagles played in the Super Bowl last year. Now, the Super Bowl logo is already out this year, and it features the colors red and purple. Mmm. 49ers and Ravens, huh? Now, all these years, I, one of the things that drew me to uh, be passionate about sports was I had this belief that, hey, man, the best team's going to win. That this game, uh, regardless of the sport, it was going to be decided between the white lines, uh, on the field, no politics. I'm telling you, man, these days, the world is full of all this fraud and deception. And it's difficult for me to believe anything anymore. This sure looks suspicious to me. I'm just saying. It's going to do it for my show, for DT and Road Dog Gillespie. It's Baloo signing off. Stay tuned for Nick and Chris. They're coming up next here on The Fan. Well, thank you, Buck. The warm air, the sounds of baseball, it's got you thinking about hitting the road. And no matter where your adventures take you, Subaru of Gwinnett has a vehicle to get you there safely and in style. Like the 2024 Subaru Outback, sporting standard symmetrical all-wheel drive and up to 32 miles per gallon. Or the 2024 Subaru Forester, the SUV with a spacious and comfortable interior for everyone you want to bring along. Start your shopping online at SubaruofGwinnett.com, then come see us for a test drive on Satellite Boulevard in Duluth. A lifetime of hard work. Children laughing in the kitchen. Family photos on a restaurant wall. A legacy that lives on. It all comes from the power of a conversation. Like the one Tommy Hall had with First Horizon Bank about taking over his father's Charleston-based restaurant business. Now the table is set for a whole new generation. First Horizon Bank. Let's find a way. Go to firsthorizon.com slash Tommy. First Horizon Bank, member FDIC. Support for Extra 106.3 comes from Natural Body Spa and Skin Remedy, celebrating their 35th anniversary and offering gift cards in-store and online. You can discover Mother's Day and anniversary presents online at Natural Body Spa and Skin Remedy at naturalbody.com.